I have a message for you this morning. It's from the God I believe, and I just need to preach it with, with, uh, you know, courage and and under the anointing of the Spirit to help us receive and understand, hear what He's saying to us this morning. Some of the things He says to us aren't always easy things to hear, but they're things we need to hear. They're important to get us fired up. And the title I put on it was Man on Fire. You know, God wants to turn the heat up. You know, um, I was at work, you know, the other day, and I was just going through the groceries because that's what I do at Grocery Outlet. And one customer, he just said, boy, you're a man on fire. (laughs) Yeah, because of the way I was working, you know, just really going at it. Uh, yeah, I like that, man on fire. But being passionate about the things you do, no matter what your what does it say? And what, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Yes, passion. One of the things we talked about last Sunday was getting free from pain. You know that those arrow tips that are left behind from past hurts, and that we're careful, we're we're cautious because it's tender, it's sore. You don't want to get hurt again. You just bump it. Somebody bumps you and it's like painful because that's still there. But once that thing is removed, once you've got that rid of that pain, all there is that's left to do is to love those around you. And that's the truth. That's the whole point of getting free from our pain is to learn to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. And that's, and that's sort of like the next step. Now that we're free, what do we do? We live life with abandon. We just live life wild and free. We live life with passion. We live it with, you know, enthusiasm. That word enthusiasm is in theos. And inspiration is in spirit. And so let's pray. And we're just going to ask the spirit to... Do what he wants to do this morning. Lord, I know you love your body, your church so much, and you died for her. We are your bride, Lord. And as you knock on our door, may we listen and hear your voice and open the door and and, uh, swing it open wide so that the king of glory can come in. That's right. The bridegroom is knocking this morning at the church, the heart's door of the church. And may we as individual people just be willing to answer the knock, hear you calling, and open the door to you to come in to intimacy and to, and, and, and to be loved by you, Lord. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's, that's really it. I remember a reading about in sports where... Uh, coach would come to look at players on the field of the football game and he was looking for a a player that he would want to choose for his team and what he was looking for was a player that played without reserve without reservation he wasn't afraid of getting hurt and that's the player he would choose for his team those that play without reservation those who would play without uh you know free from the fear of getting hurt and that's the kind of believer that God wants you and I to be play people that are out on the field playing the game you know of of life in in abandonment to him without reservation without fear of 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 of, of being hurt you know 
And I like that. That's the kind of uh, believer that God wants us to become. That 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 is sort of the. Uh, it's not sort of. It is what God is saying to us this morning, that somehow, and this is the only solution that I could come up with in my mind. When I asked the question, how do we reignite and rekindle the fire in the saints so that it's just not a him-haw, ho-hum religion that we've gotten so accustomed to that we just kick back in our, in our comfort zone and have no passion for God any longer. And that is what he's saying this morning. And the only thing I could come up with was the fact that you and I can only be passionate for God when we know how passionate we are been loved by God. And that's the truth. To me, if there's no passion, if you've lost your passion for Christ, then you've lost, you're not receiving the passionate love of God somewhere in your life. We need to get back to being loved by him. And that means spending more time at his feet, conversing with him and allowing him to download into you and I his passionate love. It's the truth. And as a result of knowing his passionate love, we will be in the result will be passionate love for God, passionate love for your neighbor. It's true. You know, it says in first John and I, I may be jumping around, but he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. Knoweth not, is not experienced. When you experience God, you experience love. And the more you know God, the more you love him. That's the truth. You know, amen. And that's the heartbeat of the Lord this morning. Rekindling that fire. I want to read from. A passage, a familiar passage in uh, Revelations chapter 3 where the Holy Spirit is dealing with church by church by church and he has a message for each one. And this is out of the Passion Translation, which I just like the simplicity of it. We've read it in the uh, King James uh, very often. Let me read it. Revelations 3.14. And listen carefully. Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Laodicea, for these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know all that you do, and I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. Hmm. Now, before I forget, there was a, lady in the congregation concerned about her church there was something wrong and she went to the pastor and she asked him pastor what what's what's the real issue with our church is it uh, ignorance or apathy and the pastor answered back to her i don't know and i don't care <laughs> well you found where the where the problem was But because you are neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out from my mouth. For you claim I'm rich and getting richer. I don't need a thing. Yet you are clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire, 
so that you can be truly rich. Purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful Adam nakedness. Purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. He's speaking of spiritual insight, giving us the ability to discern and have an understanding of what the Spirit is saying. It isn't just physical eyes. All those who I dearly love, I unmask and train. Isn't that an interesting term? So repent. That means being honest about your stuff, your own issues, right? Unmasking that stuff, not covering it up. I'm telling you what God is saying to you and I this morning. Dig deeper. There's some more. There's more in you than you have yet to discover. It's discover that dig deeper because there's stuff in you that I know is there. There's qualities in you that I want you to learn to exercise in me. Yes, a more of a passionate love, more of a fiery work ethic, just a living life full throttle. Amen. Yes. Turning up the heat to boiling over. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I don't know how else to say it, but that that he will dig deeper in you. He is after something more in you than you've yet given to him. And I tell you what, thank God that he doesn't just rescue us out of those pressure points in our lives. He will leave you there until he receives what he is looking for inside of you. Because he loves you. And he's after something deep inside of you that you he knows is there. You just haven't been willing to give it yet. But I'm telling you what, live life full throttle for God. Abandon to him. Amen. And that's the truth. So, all those I dearly love, I unmask and train. So repent and be eager to pursue what is right. Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open, and I want to just say this again. Thank God that he doesn't rescue us out of our pressures. Because he knows that that is going to produce in us the character of Christ. And it's true. We'll discover his character and nature. Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come into you and feast with you and you will feast with me. You know, this was a Jewish tradition where the bridegroom would come with the father and they would knock on the bride's door. And if she opened the door to, to why that was saying, I will marry you. <laughs> I will be your bride. That's right. That's really what it what it indicates here. And to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me on my throne, just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the spirit is saying now to the churches. Once again, Lord, I do pray you'd impact us with your word this morning, your message that I pray that it does no harm, but it only does good. In Jesus' name I pray. Yes. You know, Sandy, could you bring up, I think it might be the last scripture in Luke. I want us to just take a peek at that one. Look, look at this. This is amazing. Jesus speaking to Peter. Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. <clears throat> 
Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. Sifting is a process of violent shaking where you uh, remove from the chaff from the wheat. You separate what's uh, useless from that which is valuable. And God is, is doing that in our lives. Sometimes there can be a shaking that leaves us with only what is useful to him. And we get rid of all the stuff that's inv- that is useless, that doesn't have any uh, use to us. So that's what what we do. We, we so what's left behind is 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 useful to the kingdom of God. And so understand that when you're going through a shaking process, it's a sifting process. Yeah, where only what's left behind is going to be valuable to you and to God. All right. How you doing so far? Good. All right. Let's go back up to the next scriptures, hon. First John. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. Yes. So there's the source of love. Hallelujah. Don't beat yourself up for your lack of fervency and passion for God. Just go back to him in prayer and just say, Father, I need to know your love, how much you how much I'm valued by you. Because it's only to the degree that we know we're valued by God that we're going to be able to convey value to others. And that's what he's after. He wants you and I to begin to value people around that when they come into your presence, they are going to feel valued by God. That's what we need to express. The same value that God has for you and I, we can begin to give that value away to everyone in the world, everyone that you meet. All week long. And I meet a lot of people. And I want to know what that looks like. Because there's a lot of hurting, broken people out there that don't feel valuable at all. You know? And they need what you got. They need to know that they're loved by God. And that's probably the greatest goal we could have. Is that we give away the value that we have received from Him. Yes? That's the truth. That's the truth. And that's what this is saying here. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has not has yet to know God. For God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. (laughs) It was his love, not ours, 
He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, that's you. If he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Amen. There you go. That's right. There was a gal that came through my line, young lady. Bald as a cue ball. She didn't have any hair. And she looked like a cancer patient, like she had been being treated for chemo. Am I, am I, you know, oh boy. You immediately just feel compassion for people that are going through stuff like that. And we got to talking a little bit. You know, I just have these little brief encounters with people at the, you can't spend a whole lot of time. You got to keep things moving. But I'm thankful for those brief encounters. And she told me, she told me something. She said, you know, there's an hope. H-O-P-E is an acronym for, you can, you can remember it this way. Hold on. Pain ends. I like that. I'll never forget that. Uh, you know, coming from her, it was like, that was meaningful. Her going through stuff like that. My Lord. Hold on. Pain ends. <laughs> Get on fire again. Share the love of God with other people. Tell them about your church. Be excited about Jesus. You know, we ought to just let them know. I invite people to come. I tell them where I'm at now. And just hopefully, you know, some will. You just never know. You cast your seed on the water. You know, your bread upon the water. You don't know where it's going to land. You know, but do it. Share with others your the excitement you have for God. All right, next verse. I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure, bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. This will enable you to choose the most excellent way of all, becoming pure and without offense until the unveiling of Christ. And you will be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness that are found in Jesus, the anointed one, bringing great praise and glory to God. And so here's another instruction to increase our love to grow beyond measure. Huh. An encouragement to bring forth more of what we've been doing. Just more of it. Read on. Is there? All right. I like this. Romans 12. Let the inner movement of your heart. Isn't that a good way to put that? I like that. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Could you imagine if we're all doing that, trying to outdo one another? Outlove one another? <laughs> I don't know. Outserve one another? My goodness, that's what it's saying. You know, in this mutual submission to one another, it's, it's you know, how can I, how, what can I do for you? What, how can I, I want to esteem you more highly than myself. I want to think of the things of, the, of your, what, that interest you more than the things that interest me. <laughs> that's right. Putting others first, others before yourself. And because Jesus said, you love as I have loved you, did he not lay down his life for you and I? He gave us the model and example, and then he said, now you go and do, you know, follow me. (laughs) 
And that's how he loved. He loved by laying down his life. No greater love has has any man than this, that he laid down his life for his brothers. And, you know, it's true. It's true. So he becomes our standard, our model for following. Love one another as I have loved you is a high bar, folks. It is. And I think we'll probably spend the rest of our lives pursuing that kind of love, that level of love. It's there. It's there. Let's, and it's true. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I have, uh, you know, just share with you, I've gotten victory in, in the workplace with with people that rub you wrong, rub me wrong. I just couldn't, ooh, every time it was like sandpaper Sally. I just, ooh, ouch. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, what it's doing is it wasn't her. It was knocking rough edges off of me. <laughs> and, you know, that's God's love. He'll keep you with in that environment until you learn your lesson. It's true. And so I've I've been learning things. And it's just now it's just it's different now. It's something's happened. Something's changed in me. And I'm glad that you know things are maybe a little smoother and I'm not you know getting rubbed so much. <laughs> getting along. We're working well together, you know, and and I think the world is watching to see what you're going to do with with the with the uh, what you've got to work with. And, you know, if you work passionately, if you work with all your heart, with the Bible says to do unto, you know, heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Guess what? You're going to receive a reward for that. You will. So do it unto the Lord and not unto men. You're not working for your boss. I hope not. That ain't high enough. You better be working for the boss, the King of kings and Lord of lords, because he is the one that's watching you, and he knows what's going on, and he will reward you openly. It's true. He will. It will pay off. Just endure. Hang tough. Hold on. Pain ends. (laughs) Woo. That's where I live. That's where it's at. You know, where the rubber meets the road. Let's read on. Be enthusiastic. I like that word. In theos. That means in God. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Hallelujah. Right there. There you go. It's in the Bible. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Amen. You know, let's not get that deal going where we're just living for the weekend and, oh, it's Monday and blah, blah, blah. And you're just enduring the week and you're not really putting your heart into it. It's no wonder you're dreading going because of the attitude. Let's be enthusiastic. I'm serving the Lord here. I'm making a difference for God, you know. Amen. Whew. 
radiate the glow of the Holy Ghost and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. And you know what the joy of the Lord is? Your strength. And so rather than just being uh, tired all the time, when you get the joy of the Lord working inside of you, you're going to have all the strength you need. That's the truth. (laughs) Amen. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. And I do. You know, those times just get me calling out to him, Father. You know, help. (laughs) Sometimes that's the best prayer of all. Help, God. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as you, as guests into your home. Yes. And that fellowship is important. I hope you got a, a good Christian brother, sister, someone's a spiritual mother or spiritual father that you can spend some time with. I encourage you to do that. Call them. Grab a cup of coffee, a breakfast, something. You need that. We need, you know, we need church in between church, you know. This isn't enough. You need to have a little more of a, a personal relationship with, with someone that is godly, knows the Lord, and can speak into your life, and you can share your heart with them. I'm telling you what, it's edifying and builds you up. It's, there's a word for somebody there. I've been doing that. It, it's strengthening. It really is encouraging. So get those relationships. Look around you. I mean, you've got a lot of choices. Find somebody that you can begin to build trust with and and they can speak into your life. I've needed that too because there's times when I need wisdom and I go, I don't know what to do here. And they'll have something that, right what I need, a word fitly spoken and, you know, in that time that I need to hear it. And I benefit from it. And God brings release to me because it's wisdom coming from him, from God to me. Amen. It's true. Let's read on. What else did I put up here? Tim, Timothy. I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. See, its gift is there. just needs to be stirred up again. Stirred up. It's like coals down there, you know. You stir up the coals so that they can, they're not, they're not just laying dormant anymore. They're actually flaming again, burning bright again. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. All right? I think you're getting it. (laughs) It's pretty much pretty clear. Lord, I pray we can apply what we've heard here this morning to our hearts, to our daily lives, to our manual tasks and labors of our lives, Lord. That we can find the glory in the, in the uh, mundane. That we can find the spirit in the everyday. Mm. And I thank you for that, Jesus. Teach us how to put our hearts into our ordinary daily tasks. And breathe life back into them again, Father. So that we can, we can serve you with passion. Again. In, in Jesus' name, yes. I just don't want to belabor the point. You know, you can hit it from every angle, and after a while, it's like, okay, you get it. I'd like to share a song with you, though, and it just came to my mind. 
and I love it. If, would that be all right with you? We do that. Come on. It's just called, Oh, I Want to Know You. And by a man named Steve Fry. I've always loved this song. Just the time I feel that my mind's been bought by worldly wealth. Just the time I feel my mind's been bought. Just the time I feel my mind's been bought by worldly wealth. Just the time I feel my mind's been bought of myself. That's when I breathe, breathe. Sorry, I'm getting the words messed up here. And all my worldly wanderings just melt into His love. And oh, I want to know You more. Deep within my soul, I want to know You. Oh, I want to know You. To feel your heart and know your mind, looking in your eyes, stirs up within me, cries that say, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you more. Oh, I want to know you When my daily deeds ordinarily lose life and song, my heart begins to bleed. Sensitivity to Him is gone. I've run the race but set my pace. And face a shattered soul. Oh, but the gentle arms of Jesus warms this hungering to behold. And oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. Oh, I want to know you, and I would give my final breath to know you in your death and resurrection. Oh, I want to know you more. Oh, I want to know you more. Oh, I want to know you more.
And that's the deal, isn't it? I enjoy just the intimate times with, with God. I'll sit outside in the backyard and just watch the birds and, you know, a cup of coffee and just talk to the Lord, you know, just have this one-on-one with conversation with him. And uh, I'm just grateful that he loves and the, the songs that we sang this morning, I'm a child of God. Wow, that's really declaring something true. And if you're having trouble, there's some good identity scriptures. I think there's even uh, some bookmarks in the back that have I am scriptures. I am, you know, forgiven. I am loved. And those are all tr- those are all truths that, that, that the Lord wants to impress on us. How do I rekindle that fire again? How do I get from my humdrum walk with God back into a passion for him? Well, allow God to love you. Realize that he loves you passionately. He does. He is crazy about you. You know, he is. He thinks of you constantly. If he was, you were to count them, the, the, how precious are their, your thoughts towards me, O oh God. If we were to count them, they would outnumber the sands of the sea. You are so valuable to him that he gave his son for you in your, in his, in your place, you know. And the way to determine how valuable you are to God is to see what he was willing to pay for you. Yes, and that's the deal. The Lord values you so much that he gave his son for you and I. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like to just ask if you want to respond by uplifting a hand and saying, you know, Mike, that's me. I want to grow in that passion. I want to get to know God in a deeper way. And uh, if that's you this morning, can I just, uh, you got a hand? Can I see your hands? Yes. All over this place. It's true. Yes. God is pointing at something. He's touching something in our lives. And I'm telling you what, as you are freed from your pain, God is going to release you into places that you never thought you could go before because there's no more fear of getting hurt again. Amen. He wants us to be fearless, courageous, and passionate for him. As we go out into this world called life that we'll play with without reservation, without inhibition, without restrictions anymore. I'm tired of the fear. I don't want to be controlled by that anymore. I am. This eagle is leaving earth. He is launching into the heavenlies with God. And that's what I was born for, and that's what you were born for too. And anything less than that is going to leave you um, with a sense of frustration. And I'm glad about that. Or there's things that come across me and I go, no, that's not going to happen anymore. I can't let that happen anymore. I was created for something more than this. I'm not a slave to fear. I'm a son of God. That's right. And he is wanting to liberate us into the fullness of our, our what he created us to be. And I love that. Because as you discover that, others are going to look at you and go, man, where did that come from? He used to act like this all the time. He was intimidated and, 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 you know, cowardly or fearful. And what is this? Where did this boldness come from? The Holy Ghost. People are going to notice. You know, if you're fearful, it's, even a dog can sense that. It's, you know what I'm saying? They do. Or, or a horse. 
If you don't command authority over a horse, they're going to take advantage of you. And it is that way too. And so I think that's enough. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. <laughs> all right. If you would stand with me, we're going to close this thing up somehow. Land, let this eagle land somewhere. Oh, Father, I thank you for each one that have raised their hand, responded to the, your call to their life, knocking on the door of their hearts, and that we would open wide and say, come in, Jesus, and feast with me. I am your bride, and you are my bridegroom. Let us have intimate fellowship together, Lord, and restore that passion, that enthusiasm, that inspiration, so that we're not just uh, going through the motions anymore, God. I thank you for receptive ears today that have heard the voice of the Spirit of God and will be uh, better for it and be changed and transformed because of it, Lord. I thank you for the passion that's coming into this church. And I thank you for those out there that are going to hear the word because of their testimony and be drawn to you, Father. And I give you praise and I give you thanks in Jesus' name. And I know you know I love you. And I just, I don't want to do anything but bring what God has brought to me. And so I pray you receive it this morning. You receive that this morning in Jesus? Do you receive that message? Yes. All right. I bless you in Jesus' name.